Whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi Next Class. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 7, Hashtag Unsubscribe. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Google summary? Yeah, absolutely. Where they left out the C-plot again. Of course. Zoe and Rasha are determined to make it work, even if it means keeping secrets. Grace is faced with a life and death decision and needs a friend. No mention of the boner. Yeah, I mean, fair, I guess. Like, these characters, like, the Hunter group, like, why are we always talking about, like, teenage boy penises? Like, I don't know. <laughs> why is this a thing now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. It makes me it. uncomfortable. It did not happen <laughs> so often with any of the other generations. Like, no. We had, like, the occasional spinner storyline <laughs> or JT, but it was, like, a one-off. I feel like this is so... It's just like this is two within like three episodes of each other or something like that. Like, oh, my gosh. With the same people. Lord. Although, Do you remember? I just remembered that like Craig having a huge dick is canon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I and they did say stack of dimes a lot about JT. (laughs) That is true. Oh, my God. Um, but I feel like that was still all basically in one episode. Like, the penis pump and the Craig discovery was in the same episode. Yeah, that was the same episode. Oh, boy. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> sure. The episode is called Hashtag Unsubscribe, which I guess is, re- like, maybe, like, about firing Lola from their YouTube channel and maybe... Grace deciding whether she wants to like unsubscribe to life or whatever, which is also kind of bleak, but that's the only way I can make the title fit. Grace also unsubscribes from Maya Maya. and all of her bullshit. True. Can't wait to talk about that photo shoot. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Um, All right. Well, let's just jump into it. The episode starts with Grace getting an MRI and... We find out that she needs a lung transplant, which could extend her life by at least 10 years. But if she doesn't get one, she has about like three years to live, which is extremely sobering conversation with her doctor. Yeah. And those three years would be mostly miserable. Right. And but, you know, there's also the risk of the lung transplant that she would either die on the table or reject the lung. Right. But they do say that I think later we do learn that the survival rate is 90 percent, which I think is pretty decent odds. I mean, it's still scary, obviously, but she talks about like a 10 percent chance that she might die. But I'm but I'm like, but if you flip that, there's a 90 percent chance that you will not. And I think that's pretty that's a pretty good figure to hold on to. But I digress. I'm not the one getting a lung transplant, so I probably am not one to speak. Um, Same. Um, do you want to do fashion? I have a couple fashion notes. Yes. I My first fashion note also just appeared to me. Is it Lola's outfit? <laughs> uh, mine is just Grace's blue hair. It's mm. still good. I'm into it. It looks more blue in this episode. Yeah. 
Lola's lime green tank top with like the lacy bralette with the same lime colored straps was a time. I feel like this is very 2017. Yeah. Um, Jonah wears a cross necklace. I always forget that he's like a little bit Jesus-y. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's like the higher power he subscribes to for NA or something. Probably. Um, Hunter's hair is just so long. It's getting to a point where I no longer approve. There was like one in between episode where I was like, it's okay here, but now I'm I'm not on board anymore. I know you've never been on board. I've never been on board because (laughs) it's uh, he it does the thing. He does the boy thing where he's like, Man, I don't wanna wash my hair and then it looks bad. Yeah, it's greasy. Um, I liked Jonah's jean jacket that he wore for the majority of the episode. Cosine. And at the end of the episode, Grace wears a leather skirt, which definitely was also something of the time. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, so now we are with Lola and Hunter. And Lola is asking Hunter, like, weird pregnancy questions. Like, he would know anything. Yeah. he She's, quote, unquote, stress eating, like, Cheetos or something, while Hunter is editing her YouTube video. And is like, yeah, asking hypothetical questions about, like, oh, what would happen if you and Yale got pregnant? This is research for a friend, but not Frankie or Shay. Don't, uh, no, it's fine. Don't ask any questions. Why I'm asking questions. It's super bizarre. Yeah, she's also like, do I look bloated in these shots? And I'm like, Lola, you're not already showing. And this is also, like, the exposition we get where it's like, did you know it takes, like, a certain amount of time before you can even take a pregnancy test and it show up? Which is, like, a way to explain why we're not immediately continuing that cliffhanger storyline where it's like, oh, Lola's still waiting to take the test, so we're not dealing with it this episode. Um... But, yeah, she's, like, standing close to him while he's editing the video. And then she, like, accidentally, like, touches his lap. And then this is when the boner happens. And it's really, really awkward and embarrassing. And I still just, I'm like, why is this an entire plot line? But here we are. Unclear. <laughs> um, But then we are with... Zoe and Rasha, and their first date is tonight, and Zoe has surprised her with tickets to a sing-along screening of High School Musical, which she's very excited about. Um, But then Rasha goes and tells Goldie, like, oh my god, Zoe got us tickets to this thing, and Goldie's like, oh cool, there's still tickets available. Like, I know we decided we were going to watch this together, but this will also be fun. And it's like, oops, Goldie accidentally invited herself to their date. But it's because she doesn't know that Rasha, Rasha is not out to her yet. And it's now things are complicated. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like this is like the, anytime I feel like I'm like, this is, I'm, there's not a huge age difference, like whatever. Um, with like me and like the generation like directly under me is like I fully <laughs> did I fully missed the high school musical thing like I was too old for it it was like not my thing and I'm just like the nostalgia and joy that people have with it I'm like I, I found it to be very annoying like I think I tried watching the first one because I wasn't like totally out of watching like that age group kind of stuff yeah 
but I, think, I was like, I watched it and I was like, this is too corny for me. And like seeing people like be like, oh my God, high school music. I'm like, I just don't have that connection. Yeah, I think, yeah. So I think it came out in like 2005, 2006. So I know I was in eighth grade, so you would have been in ninth grade. So mm-hmm. I definitely watched the first movie like live and I was like, that's eh, fine. And then I think like the next two, I was pretty much over the entire I was never like in the phenomenon but by the time the second movie came out I was fully like not really engaged but I think I did still watch the second one and then just because like what the fuck else is there to do when you're like goody goody high school or like I guess I'll watch this Disney Channel original movie um and then I was dragged to see the third one in theaters by my friends who wanted to see it but I remember being very adamantly opposed to going but I still like saw it so I was like begrudgingly in the know about the phenomenon but like not I didn't have like posters of anybody on my walls my my stepsister who's four grades below me was very much swept up in the high school musical phenomenon though so I was adjacent to it <laughs> yeah yeah I'm like it's not like so out of like my grasp that I'm like I have yeah. no reference point for it at all but it's like there's just like no joy for me there yeah I think I always knew it was like terrible but like I was able to enjoy it in a so bad it's good kind of way which I think is how most people enjoy it now. Um, so I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I do still know the words to like Breaking Free. because, And also I will stand by the like the, the Sharpay deserved better argument that always pops up on Twitter every so often. Mm-hmm. And her version of what I've been looking for is superior. And that's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> I, I will. I will say thank you to High School Musical for blessing us with um, the big break that Zac Efron deserved. True, true, and yeah, and I guess not really anybody else made it super big other than Vanessa Hudgens. Now we're now we're stuck with Vanessa Hudgens as Coachella Queen, Netflix Christmas movie star, and saying problematic things on Instagram Live about coronavirus. <laughs> We did um we did a photo shoot with her when I was at Women's Health that was really cool. It's like one of my favorite covers ever. Oh really? Yeah. Um and that was when she was on I can't remember the name of the show, but she was like very she was on a show that like got canceled pretty fast, but it was like it was really funny. I was like, This is the content that I deserve from Vanessa Hudgens <laughs> and then she like went right back to Christmas movies. But yeah. it was like I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a superhero thing but they were like kind of like the lower caliber um more like sidekick or no they were like tech support um so they were like they d- didn't have powers but they were like creating like gadgets and stuff for superheroes but it had um oh Alan i know what you're talking some, yeah. about powerless yeah. powerless that was i it. forgot it had- about that i think i watched like the pilot i've maybe watched a couple of those episodes I think I, I definitely remember until, that. Like, canceled. It was really good, and it had Alan. What's his name? I, it starts with a T, um, but he was in Firefly. He was the the pilot. Oh yeah, Two Dick or whatever. Yeah, he's yes, in like everything. It. He's yeah. Him. And I, Ron Funches. I'm on the IMDb page. Now. Oh yeah, Ron Funches was Danny Pudi. Yeah, it was from like it was Community. a great cast. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very funny I show. totally remember this. This was get what it deserved. A tw- this was 2017. Yeah. Hey, it's the same time as this. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I probably recommended it on the show. because You might. I think you I did. Think are, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I do that with things that I think are underserved. <laughs> um. Yeah, but the, yeah, so High School Musical sing-along, interesting. The, uh, but when you think about it, like, this class would probably be the perfect age for, like, mm-hmm. that kind of nostalgia hit for High School Musical. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it was, like, it was literally, like, the, like, right below us. Like, the kids, like, a couple years, like, maybe my brother and sister's age. Like, the people who were more Hannah Montana- yeah. than Lizzie McGuire like yes that, that is the correct yeah 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 like we were aware but we, we weren't really in it anymore <laughs> yeah um but yeah so but, Rasha is like turns to Winston after Goldie leaves and she's freaking out because she's like I ruined our first date and Winston like forever has Zoe's back He's yeah like, Zoe's gonna be really cool about it He's like, she seems really tough, but she's actually, like, very understanding and nice. Like, she will get it. Yeah. Especially because she also isn't out to everybody in her life either, as yeah. we are confronted with at the end of this episode. <laughs> um, and But then we're with Grace. She's in class. She's obviously distressed. She's texting Maya, who is not there and skipping again. She's like, hey, I thought you were going to be here today. Like what's going on and she's like oops sorry something came up um and it's just like it's kind of just a moment her for being like feeling lost needing friends and Maya is not there for her which sucks because she's like the first person that she really even told about her illness other than Zoe yeah right um, but then we're with Hunter and Baz and Hunter wants to fire Lola because of the boner incident, which Baz refers to, oh, the force awakened. And because I think they were talking about Star Wars or something, which I did not enjoy. Um, <laughs> and he, he like Hunter thinks he's going to get dumped over this and wants to just get Lola out of there like YouTube situation so he doesn't have to deal with it but he doesn't want Yale to get suspicious so they're like all right it has to be her idea to kick Lola out I'm like oh god this this is stupid but okay we also uh open the scene with the very unfortunate Lola walking over to Hunter um and in regards to posting her video asking did you get it up right (laughs) not my favorite no. Um, but then we're are we at play practice with yeah, we're Jonah. Just with Jonah and Miles. Yeah. And Grace. Jonah and Miles argue about the lighting like throughout the entire episode. Um and while they're arguing, Grace is like snapping, is like, I don't give a shit, whatever. And then Jonah comes over and is like, Hey, what's going on? And Grace confides in him about her health and how like she might need a lung transplant and she's not sure what to do and he's like okay well we're gonna take the rest of the day off come on let's go like this is pretty heavy like and I think they talk about her doubts and Jonah's like oh my god you have to do it though like 10 more years and she's like still she's just being very bleak and is like oh 10 more years just to like see all my friends do all these cool things before I go again and it's 
she's just having an internal battle and he's like okay you know what let's not let's just let's just skip the rest of the day let's go play hooky essentially jonah's a very good friend in this episode he is and you know that's like that was like my move in high school is like you're having a crappy day let's go do literally anything (laughs) exactly it's like there's there's very few joys in life that compare to skipping school for like just to like hang out with a friend who's having a time and like doing fun things yeah totally my friend Erin and I used to um drive just over state lines which was like five minutes but like we just drive over to like this random like side of the road like sandwich shop and get <laughs> giant sandwiches and like just drive around like it was it was the best and, like go to the mall and stuff but yeah. yeah that's like that's man you can't really do that now like you can I do know. that with work but it's like when I do when if, if I, I like I haven't taken like a mental health day at work in years because I just feel so guilty <laughs> But I like yeah. have fun on my day. Taking like, a I day went... off is has to be very pre-planned now. Yeah, yeah. I can't like last minute do it. So I'm like, I miss, I miss that from high school. Just being like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Yeah, I've like, I've never had the confidence to like last minute take a sick day. Really, even for work. Like, yeah. I'm like the type of person who will like. I will get to work and then be like, oh, no, I'm very sick. And then someone will have to be like, you should go home. Like that has literally happened to me before. And which is probably not it's not a good response. But yeah, yeah. No, I'm the same way. But you know, what? <laughs> I feel like with everything going on in the world right now, I think people are going to be more inclined to be forgiving of sick days and totally be more willing to take sick days instead of doing the like. Because I do the same thing. I go in and someone's like, what is wrong with you? Go home. Yeah. And I think that, you know, very few positive things are going to come out of everything going on right now. But if there's anything the pandemic has given us, I think it's that people will be much more on board for taking and giving sick days without making people feel guilty. Totally. Yeah, totally. Um, But anywho... Oh, wait. Also, Miles, um, in his beginning argument with Jonah, is like, you're lucky I'm in a good mood because Tristan gave me a thumbs up today. And that, like, made me happy. Oh, I totally missed that. But yay! Thumbs up! <laughs> um, so then we're with uh, the Baz, VJ, Yale, Hunter crew. And Baz has, like, falsified their books to try to make it look like Lola spends more than her videos make. And... That's how it convinces Yale to want to kick her out of their video group, whatever business. And it works. And and I'm and Hunter's like, great, perfect. And I'm like, you know, Hunter has he has come very far since like going to therapy and being diagnosed, but he at his core is still Hunter. He's still He's still a slime ball. <laughs> he's yeah, still he's a Hollingsworth. Sucks. Like, yeah. never forget. Also, I feel like this is so insulting to Yale's intelligence to be like, we can trick her. Yeah. And, and manipulate her. So yeah. I was, I was glad that she, like, figured it out in, like, half a day. Yeah, honestly. Um, oh, yeah. I'm glad she, like, she didn't just trust the what Baz presented to her. She's like, oh, I talked to Lola and she said she bought two things. What is going on? Like this fell apart immediately. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then 
We're with Rasha and Zoe, and she's telling Zoe about the Goldie situation, and Zoe's very understanding, but then she's like, but we're still going to have our date, and Rasha's like, oh, a scheme? I love schemes, and I'm like, okay, you're perfect for Zoe. Great. Also, this is like my favorite runner of this episode. It happens a couple times. Yeah, schemes? Schemes Schemes are my favorite, favorite. yeah. Um, but then we're at mini golf with Grace and Jonah and they're still like kind of debating about whether she should get the transplant or not. And Jonah's like, okay, well, we're going to play for it then. If I win, you get it. If you don't, then you get, then you don't or whatever. And I don't know, just like another way to like kind of distract her, but also make her think about it a little bit more. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) I I love mini golf. That's it. That's my only note on this. Is mini golf is like one of my favorite things to do. Uh I always feel like it lasts way too long. <laughs> I I get easily bored with mini golf. I feel like I've never really been a mini golf person. I'm like, there's so many other things that you can do. Maybe it's also because I'm bad at it. So I'm like, eh, why? Um I love it. <laughs> but then we are with Zoe. Zoe goes up to Goldie and is like faking sick. And I think I can't remember. I can't. I don't remember. Is Winston actually sick and she's using that? Or is no. she decided that he is faking sick as well? She's decided that he's faking sick as well. So okay. she's pretending that they're both sick. So can Goldie do her the great big favor of like going to the PTA meeting and Goldie's like, oh, I'm going to have to bail on Rasha, but okay. And, like, I don't know. I didn't like this. Me this neither. Felt very, it felt mean. Yeah, it felt mean. And I'm like, just, like, do the date another time or just still all go to the movie. It'll still be fun. You guys can still be on, like, a little secret date without Goldie knowing. And it's like, you're still, like, not... Like, you're still including her, and especially because after this whole lie happens, Goldie comes up and is like, hey, maybe we all can, like, watch it together later now that we can't do it anymore. And Rasha's like, great, that's wonderful. And I'm like, oh, Goldie, I feel so bad. And then she, like, turns away, and Rasha and Zoe are like, hee, 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 we're so sneaky. And I'm like, no, how do you not feel terrible for lying to Goldie right now? I felt bad. I felt really bad about it. Yeah, I, I I thought that they were gonna have her go with them to the movie and just like distract her there. Yeah, me too. And then I thought they were gonna go to the movie without her, and they were gonna get like immediately caught, and she would find out. But that also doesn't happen. It's so bizarre. Um, but then we are in the hallway, and Hunter and Baz are talking, and then they see that Lola is talking to Yale, and Hunter's like, "Oh no." The only thing that they could possibly be talking about is my boner, and she's going to be so mad, and oh my god, oh, what am I going to do? And I'm like, this is stupid, but okay. <laughs> so dumb, but we do get a funny bit, um, from, uh, Baz rarely being actually funny. <laughs> um, Hunter uh, asks if he can read lips, and he tries. He goes, I am ham sandwich. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, and... and then we're with jonah and grace we're back at mini golf um 
and they're t- like they talk about like Jonah's relationship break and how he's like, I really like her, but I don't know. She didn't like how much time I was spending at the play, and I like it's hard to decide like what I should dedicate more time to, like my future or my relationship. And Grace is like, obviously your future because you actually have one. And Jonah's like, well, if you get the surgery, you will have ten more years. And she's like, yeah, but it has a 10% chance that I'm going to die on the table. And he's like, and she's like, if I do, and if it's successful, it's like, I'll live just long enough to see my friends get jobs and la la la. And Jonah's like, oh, you're not afraid of dying. You're afraid of living. And it's, I feel bad for Grace because I understand like 10 years is such a weird amount of time to have because it's still, it's like, it sounds like a lot, but for such a young person, it's like. It's like, it's such a weird, it's, I understand her struggle. Like it's, it's really hard to like imagine like, well, in 10 years I'll be in my late twenties and then it's like, it's gone. I don't know. Yeah. It's very upsetting. Also, I have a couple things on Jonah. So Jonah and Grace do look like a very cute couple. I will (laughs) just like from the outside. I was like, oh, they seem nice. Um, also, I felt like it, it annoyed me a little that Jonah, like, really oversimplified the Frankie thing, why they were on a break. Like, he made it seem like she was, like, getting on his case about the play a lot. So he was like, we're on a break. But yeah. he said it was, like, Frankie realizing that she wasn't being herself and needed to, like, figure herself out. And yeah. Like, it feels like he's just, like, taking all, like, really not giving her any credit for ultimately making a very mature decision. Mm-mm. Which I is, I like again, like, kind of lends to the, I just don't think that they are very compatible. Like, I just don't no. think they understand each other or what the other person needs. And, like, that is also a reason why they are probably on a break right now. But I don't know if, like... I think Frankie realizes that a little bit more than he does, but he's like, uh, she didn't, like, she was on my case about the play, and then she realized she was being annoying, and then she decided to, like, go on a break because she needs to figure things. Like, it seems like he's putting it all on her, which yeah. is not fair. Totally. Um, but yes, but then we are, <laughs> we're with Hunter and Yale, and Hunter, like, finally is like, he comes clean about how he got a boner for Lola, which is a horrible sentence. And <laughs> she's like, um, what? And he's like, oh, you didn't know? I, and this is also when she's, like, confronting him about the the bad math about Lola's expenses. And then he, like, comes clean. But she didn't know about it already because that's not what she and Lola were talking about. They were talking about, like, a history project or something. And... Then he's like, oh, no, you didn't know. Well, it was an involuntary biological reaction, and it didn't mean anything. And she's like, well, it means that you're lying to me, and that is why I'm angry with you. And then she walks away, um, which is fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then we are at the dot with Zoe and Rasha. And did we know that Tiny works at the dot? I can't remember. I feel like, did he get a job there when he was trying to get, no, the keg was to raise money for his science camp. I don't know. I don't know if we knew that he worked there. But I guess he I does. Like Tiny works new. at the dot. 
Oh, and yeah. this is also when we get our our uh, next schemes. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. So they yeah, they're see Baz. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, we have to hide. And Tiny's like, oh, schemes? I love schemes. <laughs> and they're like, well, just wait. He'll, he's probably just getting a coffee. And once he's gone, then we'll be in the clear. Because Rasha doesn't want Baz to see her because she might tell Goldie that he saw Rasha at the dot or something. And then, then it's like, oh, no, he's here for dinner. Oh, no, he's here for dinner and, like, a Magic the Gathering tournament or whatever with his friends and zoe was like okay well he it's okay if he sees me so i'll just leave first and then you come meet me later but because it seems like he's gonna be here forever rasha like is stuck there but i'm also like but rasha's not the sick one she could just be there getting a coffee so if you just let zoe leave first and then rasha like gets up a couple minutes later and is like oh I just came here to get a coffee and I just came out of the bathroom. All right, leaving now. I'm like, this could have, you didn't have to like hide for this long, but okay. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, she's not the one who's sick. Why is she hiding this whole time? Yeah, I don't also, understand. Also, Zoe's whole argument was, he's not going to recognize me. And I'm like, you are school president <laughs> and upperclassman and very popular. And you know his sister. Like she's yeah, on and his school sis- council with his sister. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Like he will recognize her. I don't understand why Zoe didn't sneak out and Rasha was like hiding. I like I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um <laughs> but then we are with back with Grace and Jonah who I guess are walking to Maya's house and it turns out Jonah won the game. Don't hate the miniature player, hate the miniature game, he says. And they walk up to Maya's house and see her doing an extremely troubling photo shoot. She's like on the stairs, like I thought this was a, at the school. Was it at the school? Yeah, because the girl oh, was at the school. Right, 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 right. They're at the school, and they come across Maya. She's like, uh, like rose petals are everywhere. She has like fake blood on her face. She's lying down. They Grace freaks out because she obviously thinks that something terrible has happened. But then Maya, like, starts, like, laughing and is like, it's just a photo shoot. It's fine. And she, Grace is understandably disturbed by the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And the, she's like, you know, you don't get it. It's about, it's like making it look like death is beautiful and not scary or something like that. And Grace is like, this is fucked up. She starts having a panic attack. Jonah kind of, like, steers her away. It's not great (laughs) it's horrible i mean maya is just i mean i feel for her because she's going through some shit but like god damn the lack of sensitivity yeah she just like she turned herself into like a psychopath and i don't know what to do about it yeah also all of her line deliveries now are like so like monotone and she's like I guess it's supposed to show that how like disconnected she is, but she's just like a like a blank person now. It's really bizarre. It's kind of creepy. Um, also, I like this photo shoot. The rose <laughs> petals. Like, this is so. It's such a high school ass photo shoot. If I've ever seen one, uh-huh. it's like first of all, it's on school grounds because like that's where they like can go. Yeah, um, so it's like very obviously like school steps with like railings and shit. The rose petals. The rose petals. Oh are my ridiculous. god! Ridiculous. 
the terrible outfit, the worst fake blood that's inexplicably <laughs> like some of it's coming out of her mouth, but there's just like three lines of it that aren't yeah. connected. It's like extremely unnatural looking. It's bizarre. It's so, and the pose is dumb. And and this is coming from someone who's definitely like done photo shoots like this. Like I, I, <laughs> I can be a shithead about it because I have done this like before. And But it's like, it's terrible terrible it's horrible it's ridiculous um but then also why was she still posing if um sod was like in the school because he comes running out like while she's posing to be like it's a photo shoot it's a photo shoot i have no idea so maybe stupid. i don't know she's committing to the character i guess it's method who knows yeah. and the guidance <laughs> counselor comes out after jonah steers race away and it's like what's going on out here so i wonder if like can you get in trouble for this please like this is ridiculous um or can you at least be like hey maya what is going on with you this is worrying to me um because she's the guidance counselor so i don't know um but i guess we'll find out maybe um but then we are it's the next day, and we're back at school, and Zoe and Rasha, like, kind of, they start talking again, and or I think Rasha comes up to Zoe, and is like, and Zoe's just like, what happened yesterday? You'd never texted me, and Rasha's like, I'm so sorry. My life is so complicated. It's probably too complicated for you, and I'm like, um, you obviously do not know Zoe very well <laughs> if you think you're the dramatic one in this relationship, but okay. Um... But then Zoe kisses her, and it's very cute, and she's like, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. Like, whatever. And then they start, like, making out in the leadership room, and then they get caught by Zoe's mom, who came because I think Zoe forgot something, and it is chilling because I am worried about what is going to happen with that because apparently her mom is super Catholic, but we also know her mom is super terrible, and horrible the worst the worst um and is emotionally abusive at the very least (laughs) so we will see what happens with that i guess all right and then we're with hunter and yale and hunter has made like an apology powerpoint slash flow chart about like if something happens, always tell you. Like, always be honest. Even when it's about embarrassing boners in front of other girls. <laughs> and yeah, and then Yell's like, yes, please, always be honest. And, like, why didn't you tell me? Like, we used to talk about this kind of stuff all the time before we started dating. Like, and he's like, I don't know. I just, I thought it was embarrassing and I thought you'd be jealous and... She's like, I'm not jealous of Lola. I know you have better taste than that. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Can we not say things like this? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, she's like, I. she basically, she wants him to stop shutting it out, shutting her out now that they are dating because it's like, it's different now. And, yeah, it's complicated. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, she's. She seems to really be struggling with this friend-girlfriend dynamic. Yeah. She wants things to be exactly like they were when they were friends. But also, like, with the dating parts, which I don't really know. 
I don't think it's possible to have both. I mean, obviously you want to be like friends with the person you are dating, but things, yeah. some things are naturally going to change. Like, yeah, I don't know. Your ego is like a lot more wrapped up in it when you're in a relationship than when you're just in a friendship. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to try to like make it the same. Yeah. Um, but then we are in the last scene. We're back at play practice. Grace, like, figured out the lighting pro- problem that they were having. And she tells Jonah that she has put her name on the transplant list. So we'll see what happens. But we're proud of Grace for taking the leap of faith. Yes. And we'll see what happens. Um, but then she gets a text from Maya and she's like, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm sorry about yesterday. Here are the photos. Like, maybe now you'll understand why I've been doing this. And she sends her, like, the creepy photo shoot. And then Grace promptly blocks her because she does not want that nonsense in her life. Which understandable. is understanding. Yeah, understandable, especially just with everything that she's going through is it's like she's art she already is thinking about death constantly she yeah. doesn't need Maya's weird like fetishization of it in photo form in her life yeah but I am still I'm so god I'm very worried about Maya I'm like what is going to happen with this freaking plot line we're almost at the end of the season now so I don't know what's gonna happen here But that is the end. That's the end of the episode. Um, Spirit Squad Captain? Grace? For, like, confronting a very scary thing? (laughs) And, like... I'd I'd go with that. Taking a leap of faith? Um, Ship, Zoe, and Rasha. I believe. For me, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know and what? I'll do a little, a little, at least friendship for Grace and Jonah. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. I also agree with that. I think. I don't know yeah, if I would like them as an actual couple, but I do like them as good friends. I like also, them I feel too. Like Grace needs someone because like Zig is off doing the Esme thing and isn't super. Yeah. And he's never been like super reliable friend. No. Maya is spiraling and. She and Zoe don't have quite as close of a relationship. Yeah, not anymore. Not after all, like, the weirdness that happened between them. Yeah, I think, yeah, great. I I do, I really like them as friends. And I'm not even really getting any, like, romance vibes from them. It just, it seems very platonic. And I like it where it is. I like that for both of them. I And I think Grace has always kind of been like and I think it's because she's always had the wall up about her sickness but I feel like she usually is like a better friend to other people than people are to her and I think that Jonah is finally like kind of he's one of the first like actually like good friends there for Grace that she has had uh, with, like, some small exceptions to when Maya was there for her and when jo- Zoe has been there for her. But I think that he's, like, the most supportive friend that she has had that we have seen on this show. And most I think she needs that. Most of her friends have been pretty that. selfish. Yeah, definitely. 
And I, Jonah, like, despite all of his faults, doesn't seem like an inherently selfish person in the way that, like, Maya or Zig or Zoe are. Very true. Yeah. So, yeah. And Tiny wasn't selfish, but Tiny has, like, all of his own stuff going on. And I don't think they were ever quite as close. No. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. So, yeah. I agree with that friendship as well. Grapevine? Okay. So, we... For Grapevine, we just have an email. We're not going to read the whole thing. But it's from Callie, who has some differing opinions and is just... I think she doesn't... She likes the Miles and Lois relationship more than we do. Doesn't care for Miles and Tristan, which we re- we understand is a very popular opinion. And also, um, like, for valid reasons. Like, yeah, exactly. You know. The biphobia yeah, nonsense. I mean, obviously not a fan of biphobia no um i've been a victim of it personally <laughs> so not not enjoying the biphobia we do not condone the biphobia interest in as as the podcast's resident bisexual i clearly do not condone <laughs> biphobia um and also i think she also talked about how um the the frank the, yeah the frankie jonah breakup was definitely more focused on like the faults of frankie and not really the faults of jonah um which it, she says is probably because that whole situation was more from her point of view but i also i like i i agree that like jonah is definitely not innocent in this and i will go back to the like he i just don't think that they are compatible like i just think that they think in such different ways and they need such different things that the other person cannot really give to them yeah so it's like it's just like it's both of their faults why the break is happening which you can wait we kind of talked about in this episode too yeah um Um, mostly i just wanted to say callie like sent us like wrote in the email and sent us a tweet being like i'm sorry i don't want to seem combative and i would just like to say that you guys should always feel welcome to disagree with us we are oh, not yeah. experts in anything <laughs> not at all we're 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 <laughs> we are amateurs in everything like we like truly we don't know what the fuck we're talking about these are opinions guys yeah and we're obviously not degrassi experts as we haven't even like we've seen fewer seasons than we like when we went into this we had seen like fewer seasons than we had not seen if that yeah. makes sense out of what was left like this has been like us like discovering more about the show as well so we are also, not half like the time when we're recording this it's very just like off the cuff and <laughs> yeah. like usually we, there there's been a substance of some kind involved for at least one of us <laughs> we, we have we have strong opinions on nonsense like feel free to always disagree with us i mean be yeah. nice but Callie's always nice in her emails to us. Yeah. We appreciate you, Callie. Well, we respect every opinion here. Well, mostly. But yes. <laughs> for the most part. Just don't spoil things for me, guys. That's what Oh, I'm gosh. Yeah. Lord. Um, yeah. I mean, that also comes with just being on Twitter sometimes. But Stupid yeah. Twitter. But I, I think I can confidently say I have no more spoilers. Like, I don't think I've seen any other spoilers for this show. I think I I, get, I I kind of got one because when you Google the show, um, when you Google the episodes, um, like the top uh, Degrassi 
YouTube videos related will pop up and they're like mm. the sponsored like on the Degrassi channel videos and they have like a similar format but it was like five episodes ago and it or it was like it was a or maybe it was I think it was the episode where actually I don't remember but it was like an episode that had a bit of Lola in it and one of the YouTube videos that popped up was hashtag the pregnancy sitch Oh with God! Like a picture of Lola, and I was like, "What the fuck? Come on, God guys. damn it! <laughs> this isn't even related to the episode." <laughs> yeah, I think I I got a little spoiled about there being a Miles and Lola thing that was gonna happen, but that, I think that was the last spoiler I actually really had. So from here, I don't really I don't have any, and I hope it stays that way. I mean, we only have one more season after this one, right? There's only four yeah. next class, so. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but um, that's all the grapevine that we have. So if you'd like to be featured on a future grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod. You can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram at Keller High Water, and you can follow me on Twitter at Kelsex with the Z at the end. And Holland, what do you want to recommend? Um, I have been reading a book series over the past like week or so because I've been getting books for Christmas. I think it's called like the Blood of Eden series. It's very, it's, I think it's probably it's definitely a YA series, but I've been enjoying it. It's kind of like dystopian, gender bent. Twilight, but much better written. I think the author is Julie Kagawa, and I've been enjoying it. It's been a fun time, so I'll recommend that. The first book is called The Immortal Rules. So, yeah. Sounds interesting. Um, I'm going to recommend a brand new podcast called That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast. Oh, my God. It is exactly what it sounds like. It is perfect. (laughs) They go episode by episode. But what's really – and they're funny, and it's, like, a good – it's fun to, like, just listen because I've seen all the episodes. But also what's really interesting about it is that, like, the second half of the show, they talk about the real people or real crime that the episode is inspired by. Ooh. That sounds very interesting. And stuff like that. It's really cool. Ooh. That's cool. God, that episode, that show's gonna be on forever. There's so many <laughs> SVU episodes. Uh, yeah, I've I've been I'm not totally caught up because it's it's too much on me right now to watch like a cop thing. I like can't I can't mm-hmm. do a cop thing right now. Um, mm-hmm. but you know. <laughs> all um, right. Yeah, the podcast is great. Well, that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Mm -hmm.